0: Welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Echelbarger.
1: And I am Frank Mills, and we welcome you to the NSP Nutrition Show. Today, Armin and I, we're going to be talking about Vince Garanda's Shaping Specialization Program. So that's in the first segment of the show. In the second part of the show, we'll be talking about lifestyle factors that affect hormones. And that's a big well, deal. Uh, as Armin always says, the hormones are the messengers to your body. So you yeah. need to know about this. Armin, sounds like you got a great show plan, man.
0: Well, hopefully everybody thinks it's great, but uh, I think <laughs> it'll be inter- interesting. So we'll go from there.
1: <laughs> well, it is a great topic, talking about Vince Garanda's Shaping Specialization Program. Um, let me guess, did this come from the Master Series as well?
0: Yeah, you're correct. It's from the Part 3 Volume. I mean, he he did a phenomenal document with that master series. I mean, it's pretty Mm -hmm. extensive. So yeah, I definitely recommend to anybody if they have ever read or looked at it, uh, how he put it together, because he just goes from one phase to another. And it's, you know, it's really good.
1: Well, I'm excited to get talking about this. So why don't you tell us what was involved with this program?
0: Well, in phase three, you know things are starting to you know shape up with the body. You're putting some muscle on. So phase three, events is like, okay, uh, this is really about creating what he would call the illusion of shape
2: and hmm, size,
0: okay. along with uh, introducing his six by six uh, training program, which he felt was the ultimate, uh, also part of his ultimate ultimate muscle building diet to combine mm-hmm. with that. So. Uh, basically, he felt like this was a Mr. Universe type of training program, in his opinion, when he put this together. So,
1: there you go. Uh, it's interesting you use the word illusion can Can you explain that part a little bit? Yeah. So,
0: Vince kind of realized this when he started competing. You know, back in the '40s and '50s, uh-huh. that people, when they see you on stage, versus when they see you in person would ask
2: hmm
0: you know you look different than when you're on stage and so this is where people actually perceive you being bigger than you are basically because of the proportions of the body and how they've been developed uh through the muscle on their frame so that mm-hmm. was one thing that he noticed and also from taking pictures it it, it tells the story as well uh, but i kind of get it all the time as well i have people that when i do posts from time to time they're thinking well how how tall are you? They think I'm taller than I am. I'm only five foot seven. And then they're like, "Well, how much do you weigh?" And then when I tell them, they're kind of surprised by that because of the mm-hmm. proportions of the muscle on my frame. And also when they see me in person, some people think I weigh like two hundred pounds, and I, you know I weigh like one seventy-two to one seventy-five, to you know, varying. Uh, but it's just the way that my frame holds the holds the muscle. So that's that's really what he's getting at here.
1: Hmm. Okay, so so, how does someone do this, Armin?
0: Well, according to Vince, uh, he said you need to achieve a larger looking leg, and you need to diminish the hips, which makes the legs look bigger. Uh, mm-hmm. appear to have a smaller waistline, which makes the back and the chest you know, accentuate that to make it look bigger, especially uh, across the shoulders as well. So you got a nice V taper. So the V taper goes from top down and then from the bottom down. So hmm. you, that's how you create that shape, that illusion. Uh which you know if you look in the shadow, your body's shadow, whether it's good or bad, you can see your your shape. So <laughs> something else to kind of keep in
1: mind. <laughs> uh, it's a, a pretty interesting perspective in my opinion, because uh you know most people when they see a guy who's in good shape, that V shape that you were talking about wow, his shoulders and his back is so big, but maybe they're not as big as you think. Maybe it's because the waist and the hips are smaller. It does give that illusion then, right?
0: There's there's just a ton of benefits by keeping a small waistline, bottom line.
1: (laughs) Interesting.
0: (laughs) It always makes everything look better.
1: (laughs) Interesting. Okay. So, why don't you tell us the things that are involved with this?
0: Okay, so with Vince, he said that you need to choose portions of each of the muscles that you know the average bodybuilder or the average person does not even take notice of okay so you need okay. to look at the overall physique and the frame and uh, the next step is to set up a program to work those particular muscle parts you know within mm-hmm. the confines of within the confines that make sure they recover properly so that you get the the development you want and then obviously the two combinations are going to be needed to help build muscle to repair it and make it grow the way you want to so proportioning a muscle requires according to Vince, that you work on one exercise only per muscle mm-hmm. group uh, because you're trying to bring out a certain a single portion of the muscle and he felt like other portions of the muscle weren't as necessarily as big a d- issue as the one that was lagging because he felt mm-hmm. like it would bring up the other one so that was his focus at that time. Now you got to remember, this is back in the fifties and the sixties. So, right, uh, right, there wasn't, or also was not near the equipment that we have today, and the different uh, right. variety of, you know, you know, kinesiology, and exercise physiology, and all the things we know now. So that's why he came up with it at that point in time. So I would say that there's probably some variation that, you know, like like for myself that I would do versus just doing one exercise per muscle group, but at the same time it did work well at the Mm -hmm. time as you just look at the people
1: he used to train. Right. Right. Well, can you dig in a little bit and tell us how it would work or how it did work? All
0: right. So eventually, felt like, you know, this, the person would need, you know, all their strength and energy to actually work each selected portion of that Mm -hmm. muscle. So that's why he called it shaping specialization. You're trying to shape one part of the body. To develop it so that it looks better than than it used to all right mm-hmm. so then he also focused on well they need to recuperate from each workout 100 to get fast growth so by not overthinking it just by focusing on that one muscle group and really working it hard to develop it then obviously it's going to respond okay as long as you give 100 so that was mm-hmm. his, his overall focus and, and getting the shaping to happen so then when that happens in other areas that may need more shaping, you're making sure you're staying focused on that. So you get an overall nice balance to the physique. He was very good at it personally. I mean, Hmm. if you looked at the different athletes he trained, um, you know, he could see the weaker areas. It's like, Hey, we need to work in this one area here. So let's do this exercise or exercises to bring it out even better. And then he got it to happen as long as they could just build muscle.
1: Right. Right. Interesting. Well, you mentioned shaping specialization. Uh can you tell us what's really involved with that?
0: Well, then said there's you know he like several exercises per given muscle, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh that that have real value to developing that muscle. So other exercises in his opinion were just a variation of the same exercise, which is true, okay, but right, it's no right. merit. So he made the program real simple and short. Again, he wanted people to be able to focus on it. Um, but he made it more difficult by you know having the person have short rest periods and not letting go of the weight to really keep the intensity high. And so those short, then this is where the 15 to 30 second rest periods came into play
2: because mm-hmm. you
0: have, you really keep pushing and pushing those short rest, rest intervals, because again, it's getting a lot more volume in a shorter period of time is what causes the muscle to grow rapidly. And so that was uh, one of the key things with that is keeping that short rest period keeping attention on the muscle, not letting you relax. You hit it hard. Then you let the muscle recover.
1: <laughs> so is that one of the ways of increasing progressive resistance, Armin?
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, okay. there's a lot of ways to have progressive res- resistance strategies. Um, mm-hmm. But this one, you know, it was the reason he looked at it this way. He, instead of having to add more sets and reps, right. Just increasing intensity with what you're doing. And he, Bit's kind of felt like just by adding more sets and reps, you cause your form to get sloppier, most likely due to fatigue of the duration right. of time, versus hitting it really hard in a concentrated format. Um, but they, you know, at the same point, he, he also emphasized not rushing through the workout. Okay, you're working hard for each round you're doing, but not to try to do the movements too fast and things like that. Right. So he wanted you to be focusing on keeping the intensity high focus on doing the movements really well and contracting, and getting the full range of motion and then get you to the point where you're breaking through that pain barrier um, to really nail it as far as muscle fatigue and, 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 and the muscle fibers. And mm-hmm. it, you know, it works. So anytime you can have high intensity and train a muscle to really fatigue it, right. you're going to basically develop all the four muscle fibers you, know, you got the slow twitch, you got two medium twitch, you got the fast twitch. The target is to get to those fast twitch because those are the, there's less of them, but those are thicker bundles. And that's what helps with muscle thickness and density is the fast twitch. And that's what makes a sprinter
1: look more powerful, as an example. Hmm. Okay. Very interesting. So, um, what are some other things that he mentions on this, Armin?
0: Well, he's pretty big about not adding too much extra to the workout that he had designed because he felt like you'd you'd get overtraining. And in his opinion at the time, he okay. felt like if you get overtrained, then that's going to cause a forty percent loss of hormone. We know we talked about hormones earlier. Uh, that's going to be counterproductive because you need hormones—the message to tell your body how to operate. So you need those to help rebuild cells, to help you know, put the amino acids in, to help keep protein synthesis working, etc. Mm-hmm. So. Another point to it, he's also advocated no ab work, okay, except for you know doing some hyperextensions and maybe some his his customized leg raises where you you, know, you put your head back and you raise your leg in a specific way, mm-hmm. but you you wouldn't have you do that during the workout, but he'd have you do it separately after you recovered a couple of days a week, and he always he wanted you to do that on the upper body days to if you wanted to work those areas you know around the abdominal area. Uh, and this was basically to what, avoid what he would call a nervous shock, um, to the, hmm. um, to the your central nervous system. Okay. Um, and, that, and there was a lot of merit to that. And I, I believe what he says on that. So, um, he just advised working those areas separately, but on upper body days so that you're getting stimulation, but you're not overstimulating where you could get overtrained.
1: Gotcha. Well, sure. Everybody's wondering about this. Like I am, um, Can you clarify a little bit on sets and reps on, well, on, on, on the things that you would do for this?
0: Yeah. So this is really where he felt that this was a missing universe type of non-specialized bulk routine. Hmm. Uh, He called it the six by six. So it was six Ah, sets of six reps, um, with each muscle crew, but you're doing it a very focused manner, heavy weight, uh, to get that six reps. You know, beginning mm-hmm. the first couple sets would not would be you know, you'd be fine, but the, as you continue to have these short rest periods, the last three or four sets would just be very, very challenging to complete the reps with good form. Uh, gotcha. so you know, he, he said, you know, monitor your tempo, make sure you get the full range of motion, make sure you're contracting the muscle, uh, to a point where he even he thought it would be a hypnotic effect <laughs> so that uh, you're getting the right mental state to engage that mind muscle link, so you're getting. The muscle to really activate a lot so that's kind of how hmm. you put it which I, I would agree with
1: yeah oh yeah so i am kind of curious how, how often would somebody train this way armin
0: so with this it's basically he had it broken down into a two-day routine one day mm-hmm. his upper body uh then followed by the lower body and then um then your total workout time wouldn't exceed 45 minutes so the days of recovery would vary a little bit depending on your fatigue, but it's like mm-hmm. upper body day one, lower body day two, you may start to repeat the process or take a day off and then repeat the process. But just keep the session under 45 minutes, just working really hard to get as much work done as possible in that 45 minute window.
1: <clears throat> All right. So that sets and reps. What about the weight selection?
0: So he felt like, you know, you do like a 60% of one rep max type of strategy. But mm-hmm. to keep things simple for people, as I would just say, do a medium to heavy weight and start there. And then you just adjust it as needed. If you go too heavy, you're not going to get six sets of six. Okay. So i right, right. the next time you do it, you're going to go a little lighter, uh, but you'll still get benefit from doing it. So even, even though you didn't make it, the thing is you, you want to see how it works getting the full six sets of six uh regularly and then as you're mm-hmm. getting stronger and you're getting better at it then then you want to add weight again small amount typically 10 percent or something and then try to again complete the six six by six within that 15 to 30 second rest periods that's challenging man i mean i've done it that's interesting
1: hmm. interesting all right so we're pretty much getting close to be out of time anything else you'd like to add as we close
0: yeah, so with this type of training, it's it's pretty intense. So you know, Vince would he would he never had any kind of routine for too long. So this would mm-hmm. go from like six to twelve weeks, uh, and after that, you'd want to start you know, switch out to something else. Um, so and then as you're doing it, even though you're focusing on shaping a particular uh, body part, mm-hmm. there are other exercises that you'd want to alternate in and out. So for example you know, he'd have parallel bar dips as your main exercise for one week, but then the next week you'd have incline presses as an example. So you want to interchange some of the exercises, you know, same thing with rowing and then pull downs, that kind of thing. So that's the thing you want to keep in mind. You just don't do that same exact exercise throughout the whole time. So you want to interchange mm-hmm. it. You're making sure you're shaping that muscle as much as possible. And that's, we need to understand what the different exercises do, what muscle groups are going to affect to get the balance looking that you're you know the balance and symmetry that you're looking for
1: gotcha well Armin, a lot of great information uh on the shaping specialization program by vince uh man a lot of good content we appreciate it man
0: yeah one other thing i will say is oh yeah if you're somebody that's not sure about the exercise selection uh to bring up a lagging muscle group this is where mm-hmm. you want to hire a good credible coach uh or something or even somebody like myself to explain to you, okay, based on your triceps, for example, you know, if you don't have a, a good uh, thick tricep, most time it's because you're not working the long head of the tricep. So to me, the best way to develop a good thick tricep overall is doing closed grip bench press or heavy tricep dips. Those really are the bread and butter movements to develop a tricep. Okay. Now push yeah, down yeah. to help, help develop the outer head. So if your outer head wasn't coming up like the
1: way you want, then you just focus on push downs to kind of give Mm -hmm. you some examples, something like that. Good stuff. All right. Well, that's the first segment of the show. Uh, When we come back, we'll be talking about the lifestyle factors that affect your hormones. So stand by for a quick word from NSP Nutrition, and Armin and I will be right back.
0: NSP Nutrition was founded by Vince Gironda during bodybuilding's golden era. Vince wanted to supply his members with unique and naturally sourced supplements that would help accelerate their progress. NSP nutrition stocks some of the same products it did when it first began in 1972. And you can discover our entire range of supplements and products at nspnutrition.com. Just use the code NSPShow at the checkout and save 10% on your first order. Hey, and welcome back to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Eckelbarger,
1: And I'm Frank Mills. And before we dive into the lifestyle factors that affect our hormones, we're going to talk about one of the products on NSP Nutrition that, uh, well, works. And, uh, man, essential aminos, uh, the Essential 1000, uh, Armin, what more can you say? They work.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's complete protein. So that's the good news there. So by having the essential amino acids, you're going to have protein synthesis. You're going to, you know, you, they're, they're actually better than branch chain, Branched chain are cheaper. I get that. But the essentials are going to give you everything you need. Uh, They're easy to digest. So if you want to improve your protein intake, this is a great fit for that. And you can take them in between meals. doesn't upset your stomach. Uh, So like for me, I'll take five to 10, depending on, you know, what I'm to do for that day in between meals. So that's another way you can take them. I mean, you can alternate with beef liver capsules too, which is a great product, but this amino acids are another good, good solution for that. And take them right before you train, because you'll have those amino acids floating in your system as you're tearing down the muscle. That's a good thing to help recovery.
1: Absolutely. So head to NSP nutrition and check out the product aminos 1000. So, uh, That's, that's, that's the deal. Right. Armin check them out today. All right. So let's get into the lifestyle factors that affect our hormones. Um, to me, I was really excited about talking about this because we've talked about hormones, both on Frank Mills, reality fitness, the show that we used to do, we're not doing anymore, but we've got a ton of episodes, uh, you know, it has a lot of great content and we've talked about hormones in depth, uh, I think we did, what, a five-part series on hormones just on reality fitness. And we've talked mm-hmm. about on this show multiple times how yeah. important it is to let your hormones do the work that they need to do. A lot of people affect that by what they eat and drink. And, I, you know, I thought this would be a really interesting topic to get into.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, people just, they don't realize that. You just can't do whatever you want to do mm-hmm. to your health with these different types of foods and lifestyles that lack of sleep, you know, not not eating very good, eating cheap right. food, processed food, you know, these different lifestyle things, they're gonna hammer your hormones. And it's pretty obvious if you look in society right now. I mean it's real obvious.
1: Mm-hmm. It is. So you know, I was thinking kind of where do we start? A good point that you just made and i think a good place to start is lifestyle factors i mean i i I think that's a huge impact right
0: yeah i mean it is and they're they're pretty obvious but uh in my opinion anyways but just Mm -hmm. just for some clarity um we want to hit some of these so one of them is stress okay stress is not good because it raises cortisol which cortisol, and we're going to talk about that a little bit today later. Right. Uh, cortisol is a stress hormone. If you keep it elevated, it's going to cause you to gain excess body fat. Uh, nutrition, you know, too much sugar and carbs. Uh, it's pretty obvious how bad that can be. Just look around because that's what people are eating: sugar and carbs, long mm-hmm. processed food. Any processed food is going to be the, this is this is bad. Lack of weight training. You know, if you don't keep the muscles toned and keep them active, they're going to shrink. And the more right. you shrink, the more you slow down the metabolism, lack of recovery, basically not getting enough sleep. So if you don't get enough sleep, you're not going to allow the hormones to do their work at night when they need to, because you're short-circuiting it by not getting proper sleep. And people take that for granted a lot.
2: Oh, yeah. Also eating, yeah. Eating
0: late at night is not going to help that either. And then the other obvious, obviously there's too much alcohol or drugs. Um, and finally, you know, if, you, if you're on medications like statin drugs, they're, mm-hmm. they're going to hinder your hormone processes for different reasons. And we're going to touch on some of that. So those are, I mean, they're, they're the obvious things, but people, they need to start paying attention. Uh, would be, would be my input.
1: <laughs> right. Well, the one that shot straight to the top for me, that I think most people deal with on an everyday basis, and some have a hard time dealing with it. We all have it is yeah. stress, you know, Stress is just tough, man. I mean, so why don't you tell us what that does to us having stress?
0: So, what ends up happening with too much stress, the body has a response to it. Okay. And trying to figure out how to deal with it because it's affecting the body. So, what it can do, it can cause your cortisol levels to go too low or go too high. And so, what happens with that is you have cholesterol that's needed from other hormones that it gets used up dealing with the cortisol. So this can affect your your testosterone level over time as well and other hormones because they don't have the cholesterol they need because they're so busy fighting, uh, getting used up by the cortisol. Mm -hmm. They're not going to use it properly by the cortisol either. So you need to come up with ways to manage your stress so that the body stays more homeostatic and and more comfortable in that regard.
1: Interesting, interesting. so <clears throat> stress is one thing, but the other thing I thought of too is nutrition i mean it's it's really basically the foundation of of our workout plan of our life. I mean, we have to eat, right? We have to have nutrition. It's a big factor. What would be the focus there, Armin? Yeah, nutrition's huge
0: okay i mean the old saying you are what you eat uh, has a lot of <laughs> uh, a lot of right. uh, value so uh, here's the thing if you want to keep your hormone levels in optimal range
2: because mm-hmm. okay,
0: hormones are the message to tell your body to operate you can't be having excessive amount of sugar and carbs especially refined carbs because they do nothing for the hormones they don't help the hormones you need fats to help hormones mm-hmm. so people Fat is bad. I get to, you get that all the time. That's why right. Vince, it's like he never understood people talking about fats being bad. It's just he just he didn't give it the time that he just stopped talking to you. There's plenty of stories like that.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
0: you know, your focus, if you want to be really healthy, keep your hormones at an optimal level, which helps you have great energy, helps you have good strength, uh, helps helps you function better. Then you need to have protein and fats. Because okay, you need to be able to give them the enzymes and the proteins and the cholesterol from the fats so that the, when the, the cells need to rebuild, they have everything they need. And this includes saturated fat. Saturated fats not horrible. It's something that your body actually needs. Mm-hmm. All right. So what this also means is eating quality proteins, which we talk about all the time, while already having, which already have fat in them. So you already have a built-in thing right there. So doing quality protein is a huge difference. Uh, and then non starchy vegetables because it you know helps to provide different nutrients like zinc uh, which is important for testosterone and other hormones and so mm-hmm. if, you wanna, if you do that, then for example, you know spinach uh, broccoli, asparagus okra those type of vegetables are very good for you they help with your hormones help to manage your hormones. but if you're somebody that's living off of processed food and cheap food all the time, you're going to be on a struggle bus it's just not going to be good. And it, right. yeah, you're not going to notice, you're not going to notice it in the beginning, but don't worry over time, it's going to show. And what it does, your body, if you look around, it's horrendous. It just makes the body, you know, look totally unconditioned and totally just a
1: blob,
2: unfortunately mm-hmm. with the,
1: way, the way people are treating it. So anyway. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Well, another one that you had mentioned at the beginning was weight training. And that's not a surprise. Uh, you know, it's something that gosh, we've talked about almost on every show. Um, but I'm gonna uh assume that it's just to build muscle, or are there other options or other reasons?
0: Yeah. So here's the thing is when you're doing weight training, you're gonna cause the body to have to adapt to the stress, this type of stress, and to adapt to it, it needs the hormones to do their job to rebuild cells um to be able to handle this stress that you keep putting it under so mm-hmm. and that's and you're what you're doing you're turning in the muscles and you're you're kind them down and you need them to recover so that's why recovery is really important as well uh, i mean so weight training not only helps keep your hormone levels at a, at a, at a more optimal range because they're they're active because if you mm-hmm. don't use them the body's not going to keep doing what they are not going to keep making them so right. Another, okay? right so as you get your muscle tissue up This is going to improve your metabolism. So it allows you to burn more energy and you're going to be able to keep everything working at a higher level. And also it's going to allow you to burn more fat and that gives you more room to eat the kind of things you want to eat as well, because you can store them in the right places, which is the muscle. So uh, this is why it's really important for people to pay attention to using strength training for the benefits Mm -hmm. of it. It doesn't have to be over the top. I mean, it just needs to be something to keep your muscles activated and keep the hormones Functioning and working.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. A lot of really things right on the money there, Armin. Um, you know, lack of recovery we've talked about as well. How important sleep is. Um, when you say lack of recovery, are you talking about sleep, or uh, or maybe even like the time that you let your body rest in between workouts as well?
0: Well, it's actually both. So you need need a certain amount of recovery time, but sleep is really critical. And if you don't get enough, then what happens is you're going to short circuit the hormones doing their work at night when you're, when you're asleep. And every time you short circuit that, then you're not going to, you're going to, and this is, you know, something I've, I realized a long time ago, when you do this kind of stuff and you get lack of sleep and you go to the gym and train, I can Mm -hmm. guarantee you, if you only got four or five hours sleep and you want to go train your strength will be less right out of the box. You're going to be on the struggle bus trying to do all your movements that you normally Mm -hmm. do with no problem because you didn't get enough sleep. And that's what we're talking about here. I mean, just try that and you'll see what happens, okay? So um, with that, you know, the key points are is to get to bed before 10 to get the the growth hormone release and the the hormones to release because Mm -hmm. the body has a built-in circadian rhythm that it's used to that. Okay, so if you get to bed before 10, you're going to get a much better hormone response. Now, if you keep staying up late, 11 and 12 and things like that, you're going to affect that because you're not going to get enough of the deep sleep, which is a restorative sleep, along with the REM sleep, the rapid eye movement sleep, which is really important for the hormones to be secreted during the night. And so that work gets short circuit, it doesn't get done. So then you keep doing this, then the body's like, you know, we're not using this and we're not going to keep producing it. It's not going to overload the body. The body self adjusts for that. So, um, you just you need to make sure that you understand if you short-term your sleep, you don't be doing that on a regular basis. Now, you can get away right. with it from time to time. Don't get me wrong. But I can tell you right now, if you don't get enough sleep, your strength's going to drop the next day if you're trying to strength train. So, if I only have four or five hours of sleep, which happens every now and then, I'm not even going to work on training because I know this is not going to be a good workout period. I'm just going to get more recovery in between.
1: Yeah, I feel a little foggy if I only get five or six hours. I I feel like I'm in a fog, so yeah. Uh, And your stamina, you're right. You you just don't have it the next day. Uh, So it's probably a good thought that you don't work out. All right, so another thing you mentioned was alcohol. (laughs) Hey, we all enjoy a little bit of alcohol, uh, you know, Friday, Saturday night, going out to dinner, whatever you're going to do. But you mentioned alcohol was a real problem, Armin. Now, why is that?
0: Well, what ends up happening is we start enjoying alcohol a little too much, <laughs> consuming it more often, which is easy to do, don't get me wrong. Right. Then you're going to disrupt the communication between the nervous system, the, the nervous endocrine and the immune systems. Okay, You're going to disrupt that, and that's going to cause hormonal disturbances as well. Which is going to lead to other serious consequences physiologically and also behaviorally, just because that affects you. So, yeah, it, it basically disrupts your sleep cycle, too. So, and that's not, as, again, we just talked about sleep. So, what, what most people realize is when you have some alcohol, especially late, you may wake up at one or two in the morning and then you can't fall back sleep Just because right. Of, right. It's been, the whole system has been disrupted. So, that's what happens. Um, now, I will say this, um, if you did have alcohol, and from my personal experience as well, then I would definitely recommend having five or 10 uh, beef liver capsules, because i found that that helps to, with detoxing the liver, but also helps reduce the uh, hangover, and it helps my sleep if I do have alcohol. Mm-hmm. just want to make sure you drink a good amount of water with that, so for that yeah. amount of capsules, you have some water to flush. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. And, you know, the one thing that you mentioned that there was uh, an issue in the communication. It, it, hey, if you drink too much alcohol, there's an issue in communication with the English language. Uh, sometimes you can't even if exactly. you have a little too much, right? Yeah.
0: I mean, there you go. Right, down, right out of the box. Some people are better at it than others. They can control it better. Uh,
1: That's right. Uh, well, you can tell somebody starts. people who don't. Yeah. Slurring their words and start losing their balance a little bit. Yeah, you you could tell. You can tell. All right, so <laughs> Armin, another area is drugs. What do drugs do to your hormones?
0: Well, you know what what they're saying is it can cause uh, again endocrine abnormalities, which your endocrine system okay. is again what what causes your hormones to be secreted. All right, so that's going to affect different mechanisms. Uh, so it's going to it can alter the the hormone production okay may not may not make as much Uh, it's going to change regulation of the hormone axis and affects hormones uh, on the hormonal transport system and you know they're getting shuttled across the body like they need to to get on the cells Mm -hmm. binding, the signaling as well as similar changes to counter uh, regulatory hormone systems so you mentally we know what it does to you there okay so some people enjoy that i get that but at the same time if you keep doing that Mm -hmm. it's not normal so over time the body is is not gonna it's not gonna deal with it very well so that's the thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) every now and then probably not so much a big deal it's just chronically doing something because you enjoy it uh it's going to take its toll and there's different cases you can see from that so, like, for example, uh, nothing against people who smoke marijuana. I did it in college, mm-hmm. but at the same time, right. here's what happens when you have, you know, too much marijuana is that causes, a, you know, a, a hormonal imbalance. So it's going to reduce sexual function. I mean, who wants that? And some people will argue all this. They can, but this right. is what the science is stating. It also affects okay. your fertility. So, you know, fertility is something that, you know, you, you're going to jeopardize that for long term. That's something you got to think about. Uh, Basically, what is what they're saying is all the opioids that are out there. It's going to do cause hypogonadism, hypogonadism, hypogonadism. however you say that? That's basically, you know, not going to help your testosterone production or your hormones to stay where they are. So you really got to understand it. If you're doing that, don't be surprised if you start having problems later on with wanting to have kids or wanting to have sex and other things. Mm -hmm. Just but it is reversible. So good news there. It's just that, again, you got to do things in very good moderation.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Moderation is the key. Um, last but not least, uh, statins will affect hormones. So yeah, how
0: statins are the, Oh my God, the statin thing is yeah.
2: it's
0: so annoying to me, but, um, you know, there's, A tremendous amount of people on statin drugs because of the the way Mm -hmm. the pharmaceutical pharmaceutical industry is promoted through the medical industry, and it's like law that if your cholesterol is up a little bit, well, you need to be on a statin. It's like an automatic, and
2: right, right.
0: People need to wake up to that and start doing their own homework because this is something that's kind of been shoved down the American people's throats. And you know they always want to put the scare tactic in where you're going to have a heart attack and have a stroke,
2: right? Okay, well, people are
0: still having those on statins, so understand that. Okay, but anyways, enough on that lecture. <laughs> uh, the, the thing with statins is they're going to lower your blood cholesterol levels, and that's not good for you know helping you to rebuild cells and helping your hormones. So, the, because you're lowering cholesterol levels, and they, the thing is, they start getting too low.
2: Mm-hmm. And then
0: the question is, well, how low is low? So, for whatever reason, a lot of these medical professionals say the lower the better. They think it's hmm. better, and so the research is showing that if you have low cholesterol, you're going to die sooner. So keep right. that in mind as you're taking these stands. You need to you need to get things in the optimal ranges, which we've talked about a lot. Okay, so it's going to affect your testosterone levels. It's going to affect the other androgens in your system, um, and you know they're important to everything you're doing as far as longevity. This goes mm-hmm. for males and females, by the way. So if you want to keep your hormone levels functioning high level, you need to really think hard before you start going to stand drug and look at the other alternatives you can do. Because the other thing is, is you know cholesterol is regulated by your liver is not regulated so much by nutrition. Now, they want you to believe that so you can change it this way and that way. But it's genetically, a lot of times, somebody has really high cholesterol, that's a genetic problem. That's not mm-hmm. about food. Okay, hmm. so that's a, okay. like a cholesterol 300 or 400, that's a genetic problem. So that may be a need for statin, but maybe not as well. So what you want to do is have a calcium score test done or an apolipoprotein test done to see if cholesterol is really a problem. Because those tests done, you'll know. And then it's like, okay, well, it's really not a problem. So I don't need to adjust for that. So I don't need to have a statin drug because they think I could, because I should, because my levels are elevated in their minds, okay? Because mm-hmm. it's, an all stan- it's all a standard reading. Everybody should be at this reading. And that's not how your body works. Not everybody has the same reading on everything. So that's wrong to me as well. But anyways, I will not need to shut up on that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, as we wrap up, any final thoughts?
0: Yeah, this is to me. This is why Vince was such a big advocate of bodybuilding mm-hmm. because he saw how it helped so many people. I mean, it helped their lifestyles. I mean, it helped a lot of the movie stars to stay more balanced, stay more in tune, that keep them healthy and be, look good on on the set. And he was really proud to be able to do that. And then also helping other people that were struggling with body fat and mm-hmm. had poor health. He felt like the bodybuilding lifestyle was really what helped to make people better. And it really is if you do it the right way. So I agree with that. So, um, and he was very passionate about it. He'd give you all he had to make sure you're. You know, I mean, look at all the supplements he'd look up and research.
2: Look at mm-hmm.
0: all the different diets you have available, so he you could accommodate. And then all the different training programs to find something that fit for your lifestyle. I mean, he he did a lot. So uh, right, I was really right. impressed with this guy. I mean, just can't say enough about what he accomplished in his lifetime and trying to, and also doing the right thing every time
1: hmm. Armin as usual a great show a lot of great information you and a lot of this content can be found right at nspnutrition.com right
2: yeah oh
0: yeah master series is, is a good one yeah
1: absolutely well um think we can do this again next week what do you think
0: sounds good I'll keep working on the new content and keep reading the reviews and uh it's great stuff
1: And we count on you guys for content and reviews, comments. uh, If you have a suggestion for a topic for a show, contact us. And the best way to do it, as Armin just said, you can leave a comment right there on YouTube. Armin takes a look at those uh, quite often. And also, you can email us. The email is support at nspnutrition.com. and. Hey, we always like to get new comments or new topics of something different maybe we haven't thought of, right, Armin? Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. So, all right, listen, thanks again for joining us. Armin and I appreciate it very much and join us next week for a brand new episode of the NSP Nutrition Show.